Welcome to the Deschutes Public Library podcast. I'm your host, Michael Rivera, and today we're discussing our floating collection, how it works, and its benefits to Deschutes County residents. I'm joined today by Emily O'Neill, who heads up our technical services department here at Deschutes Public Library. Emily, can you tell us a little bit more about what technical services is and what you do? Sure. So technical services is a library specific lingo, so it isn't uh, readily understood by many people of the general public, but it is um, the term that libraries use to describe the department that buys all the library materials. So everything that you check out, whether it's a book, DVD, ebook, e-audio, database, anything that is the material that you think of a traditional library, it goes through technical services. And uh, how we do that, we have um, staff members a team of collection development librarians that curate the collections in all ages, all formats. And then they play, uh, process those orders forward to our tech services specialists. Uh, they place the order, so they buy all the materials. And then when they come in, they actually have to get cataloged. So that's a big process that essentially gets the data available for you to search it in the online catalog. So that's all done with a team behind the scenes in tech services. Excellent, yeah, it's a lot of work. It managing is. Managing our 270,000 plus books. Right at, yeah, 270,000 um, give and take. It can, the collection is a growing thing. Um, so sometimes there's a little bit more and sometimes there's a little less, but the average right now is uh, 270,000 items. So Deschutes Public Library operates in its own special tax district that serves all of Deschutes County. And as a result of that, we have a floating collection. Can you describe what a floating collection is and how it works here? Sure. Um, I'll start with actually describing what a non-floating collection is. So for a system that doesn't float, what they do is they buy materials for every individual branch in their system. So they'll say this book, this popular book, we're going to buy a copy for every single branch in their system. What we do in a floating collection is that we look at the system as a whole and buy the number of copies that is appropriate to the entire community. And that means that that item can go from one branch to another based off of when a customer places it on hold. It gives us a lot of freedom because we're not overbuying quantities uh, for titles just to make sure that every single branch has a fully curated collection, but it also means that every single branch has an ever-evolving collection. So materials come and go based off of the holds and the behavior of, the, of their customers and what they use at their individual branches. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get the advantage of having a really large library, even though we also get the benefit of having really small community libraries. Exactly. So the, the big benefit of that and what's really interesting with Deschutes um, as a county and as a, a library system, we do have really big branches like Downtown Bend, the one we're in right now, um, holds, I want to say this building holds about 70,000 items, whereas some of our smaller branches, say Lapine or Sisters, they hold about 15,000 items, but they have access to all 70,000 items here at Downtown Bend because any one of these items can float to that community. So even though the branch might be small, they have a really big system of materials that they have access to across the entire district. Awesome. So as an example, from a technical perspective, say I'm a resident of Lapine and I returned one of my books 
to the Lapine Library and then somebody all the way out in Sisters places a hold on that book. How did that book get from Lapine up to Sisters? Yeah, um, that we have a courier system. So um, our vendor will go to each of our individual branches on a regular basis and they pick up items at each branch and then deliver them to the next branch. So it usually takes about a day, um, if it's over the weekend, maybe a couple extra, to get that item from Lapine to Sisters, but it's done automatically through our system, our courier system. Sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of lifting. Uh, you know, we have crates and crates of materials that come and go on a regular basis. So the system works, uh, which is great having all those crates move across um, the district, but it is a heavy lift and yes, pun intended. <laughs> um, so right now we carry about one book per Deschutes County resident, but our goal is to increase that number with the coming building projects. Uh, why is it important that we expand our collection and how will the building projects passed by the bond in 2020 uh, help us achieve that goal? Sure. So uh, libraries as a profession, um, a lot of people don't know, but it is a science. There's a reason why it's called a, a master's in library science. And part of that science is understanding what is the norm for an information need in a community. And the collective norm is somewhere around two to three items per capita. What that means is that in this system of 270,000 items, if every single resident of Deschutes County wanted to check something out, how many items would they get? And right now it's about one. Um, we have about 300,000 people in our community, about 270 items, so 70,000 items. So everybody gets a item. Whereas um, the industry norm would be that everybody gets two or three items. And so our system right now is, is actually very small for the growing community that is Deschutes County. Um, that is because we, you know, books take space. They're, they need to be put in bookshelves across the district and we don't have any more space to put any more bookshelves, to put any more books. And so without an additional building to buy additional materials, we really can't grow to that information need that we know our community deserves. Um, so we're very excited because with the bond uh, project that you know we passed a bond in 2020, and part of that is to have a, a new central library. And the essence of that central library has a lot of things that we're hoping to achieve, but one of them is a really big building that can hold a really big collection so that we can get up to uh, a closer to that industry norm. And, you know, again, kind of pulling it back into then floating collections, it benefits the entire community of Deschutes County because let's say that building can hold, um, say, you know, 150,000 items everybody across Deschutes County because our collection floats now has access to 150,000 new items that they didn't before. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, you know, bringing on new books or popular books, I've noticed that my tastes happen to be kind of mainstream. And so when a new book comes out, I'll be on a whole list that's, you know, 50 people long. And then I get the book and then I feel pressured. It's like, I have to finish it. Whenever I get it, I have to finish it within three weeks. 
um, and sometimes you get busy and that's, that's difficult to do. So I imagine that increasing our collection size will help kind of alleviate that strain a bit. Yes, greatly. So when we build the new collections, there's kind of two main focuses that we're going to hope to accomplish. One is a really expanded hot and new uh, collection. So our new books are, of course, are what you're talking about, the brand new published books that everyone's so excited about. And our hot collections are those books, um, but they are ones that aren't holdable. And so um, some li libraries call them a lucky day collection, but essentially when you walk into that branch, they're either available um, or they're not. And so sometimes you'll see this book that you've been on this really long holds queue and, and it's right there available. And it's because um, we've actually bypass the holds queue so that we have copies of that title in the branch at the time that it's popular and exciting. So we hope to really expand those two collection sizes pretty significantly among all of the branch remodels, not just the new central library, but every one of our branches is getting a remodel. And part of that is a, is a much bigger uh, new display so that we can really increase the quantity of the new books that we have at any individual community. We also just just to the point of holds cues, um, little known fact, we part of our collection development team is that we do look at the holds queue and we have a report that we run weekly that's called um, a purchase alert report and it actually looks at the number of holds versus the number of copies in the system. And if it goes over our holds ratio, we buy additional copies. So hopefully you don't have to wait too long. That's, uh, that's very exciting. It's, it's a super exciting time to go in and check out your libraries, especially as the Sisters Library remodel and the Lapine Library remodel come online. Redmond's getting a building that's, I think it's slightly larger than downtown Bend. And the collection is becoming much more browsable with uh, Wayfinder being implemented over the last year and all these hot and new collections coming in. So go in and check out your libraries because it's, uh, there's, there's new stuff happening everywhere across the county. So increasing the size of our collection is a tall order. How will the new Stevens Ranch Library help your team manage all of those new books? Yeah, um, what, with the new Stevens Ranch uh, Central Library, we are getting a lot of other things that are gonna help staff with the increased collection. So um, in, again, library lingo, there's a thing called an AMH, and that is stands for an Automatic Materials Handler. And what that actually is, is, is a robot, basically. It's, it's a mechanical system that when an item checks in, it reads the barcode and sorts it to where it needs to go. So let's say that item has a hold in Lapine, it will go down a trolley system and automatically put it into the courier bin that goes to Lapine. So that saves a huge amount of staff time being the actual human being that has to scan the barcode, figure out where it needs to go, walk it over to the crate and put it in, all of that now will be done by this automatic sorting system. So that will help significantly with managing an increased collection size. Uh, we will also have that AMH system um, smaller, not to the same extent of the Stevens Ranch at the Redmond and Downtown Bend branches. So having those systems across the entire collection will help get materials to um, the different branches 
more quickly in a more streamlined way. Um, the other thing that Stevens Ranch is going to give to our team is a central place where all of those materials, this massive extended collection will go. Um, one thing that is difficult with multiple branches, let's say we had gone that route, is this AMH system would need to have, you know, 30 different crates that it would need to go to and our courier system would have to expand and the time between those spaces would expand and our collection development team would have to look at all of these different branches when placing their orders and looking at the quantities that need to go from place to place. So really having it at one location is how our team is going to be able to look at the expansion of the collection without getting essentially overwhelmed with the, you know, at task at hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with, with the expansion of buildings, like the buildings are huge projects, but they're nothing without the people that run them. Exactly. And the people that run them are the the biggest budget line for the whole library system. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I see it firsthand. A lot of our staff get to see it firsthand. Even if we're not working in the libraries, we'll get emergency notifications from people like you saying, hey, we're buried in books over here after, say, a holiday weekend. And if you have an automated system in our largest population population centers like downtown Bend, Redmond, Stevens Ranch, then that just frees up more bodies to instead move that to shelving instead of having to exactly. move bins around downstairs. Exactly. It's it's an incredible staff time saver and we wouldn't be able to have the expansion in the collection without that key component. Um, because as you mentioned, staffing is really, really expensive. And if we didn't have AMH, we would have to you know, really spend all of our tax district funding on staffing. And that would then again, impact our ability to buy materials and offer other services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it affects other things like our programming staff and the space that we have allocated just to large rooms that people can rent, or not rent, can check out for free. Uh, just like a book. Um, so I imagine, you know, we're, we're about to see a really big change. We just saw a really big change with Wayfinder, but uh, the collection that you have curated so far is designed around the current state of the library. And by adding all of these new buildings, um, I guess not all of these new buildings, but by adding the Redmond, you know, we're almost doubling that one in size and we're adding the Stevens Ranch Library. I imagine the profile of the collection has to change. So how's your team building collections uh, for this new overall size. Yeah, I actually want to speak to two different components to that. So the first you mentioned, Wayfinder. Um, so the intention of Wayfinder, and for folks that haven't experienced it yet, please come in and check it out. But it's a word-based classification system, really a divergence away from the Dewey Decimal System. And the purpose for that is to create a more browsable collection. So when somebody is excited about cookbooks, they go to the cookbook section and they don't need to know what the Dewey number was to find that. And then, you know, down to the subcategory of like, well, I, I want to see the baking books. So cookbooks, baking, again, without needing to know um, either personally the Dewey decibel number or have to look it up. But with that um, is the bigger vision, right? And so the bigger vision that, that I held for all collections across uh, Deschutes County has always been the idea that you could walk into a bookstore and 
you would have this bookstore browsing experience, but that every single item in there was free. And I just can't imagine like a more awesome experience than to go into a bookstore and have these piles and piles of books and just browse and look and sit and enjoy. And, and then when you go and you check it out, it didn't cost you anything. So that's really the vision we're moving forward with that started with Wayfinder and it now is part of the vision as we remodel our buildings. So what that means is that the shelving will probably be more dynamic. You'll see interesting shapes and it'll take you through this journey of what's over here and what's over there. So um, currently our, our shelving is very linear and our hope with this with our remodels is that it's more of an experience where you're not going line by line through our collections, but instead you're going to area by area and really experiencing the collection as, as a moment in time, as an experience. Um, so that does have an impact on collection size. So, you know, we may not get um, the same uh, footprint as linear shelving would, but it will have more, um, recovery of browsed materials by doing it that way. Um, so that's one thing that we are hoping to, to uh, provide with the added collections and with the, the new remodels. Now, how do we get those books on the shelf? So that's part two of the question is, you know, where do these books come from and how do we curate them and, and who's going to deliver 150,000 additional items? Um, so we have vendors that book vendors, of course, that we buy our materials through and they have services that are called opening day collections. And what that is, is we, you know, set up a profile with our vendors and we have a lot of meetings and figure out what that is. Um, but they help us decide, you know, through selection lists, through this curation process, through, um, this service what types of books need to go into each building. And then they provide um, massive lists. So let's say we want to, we tell them we want 20,000 cookbooks. They give us a list of 25,000 cookbooks and we curate it down and then we place the order that way. So um, our vendors are going to be a big deal in getting those opening day collections on the shelf so that, you know, it's not just hot and new. We have the full breadth of the collection um, as we open the doors. Exciting. And I think one of the, you know, one thing that I'm the most excited about with is, you know, we've seen Wayfinder implemented here at Downtown Bend, kind of. And it's been nice, you know, if I'm interested in, uh, we're remodeling our house. So I'm always looking for, you know, new books on carpentry and finish work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's been great. But uh, Sisters and Lapine are about to open and that's going to be the first time that we actually get to see the full implementation of Wayfinder because the shelving, like you said, the shelving here is linear, that's going to change and that's going to be quite a bit different. And so once uh, Lapine and Sisters come online, we'll actually get to see what that actually looks like and um, you'll get the full bookstore experience, whereas here it's it's almost there, but yes. it's not quite. Yes, exactly. And, and among uh, the dynamic shelving, you'll also see a, a lot more display units. So um, again, the idea that you would walk into a bookstore, the first thing you see is multiple displays with all sorts of different topics. And you say, I didn't know I wanted to learn about calligraphy, but look at all these books. And like, maybe I do. And so um, the 
reliance on displays will become a bigger part of the experience as you go into the remodels. So we're excited uh, for people to go in and browse and really have the full browsing experience. Mm -hmm. and I like to think about it kind of like music in that, you know, I have, I have a list of, you know, running list of like books that I want to check out, like things that have piqued my interest, but every once in a while you run out of that and it can kind of feel stale. Um, and same thing with your music library. If you're listening to the same songs over and over again, it can kind of get boring and it's hard to find quality services. You know, there's, there's been Pandora and there's been Spotify and they both do their own little things, but anything to kind of help pique your interest and, and help you discover new songs um, is exciting, and I think that's kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with our collections here. It's it's nice to be able to just walk into the building and not have a book that you're looking for. Maybe have like a genre that you're looking for, and just be able to browse it easily in a way that kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, because exactly. The, the Dewey system makes it really easy to find stuff, but but it's only one thing at a time. And yeah, the hope that's exactly it. Or the hope is that let's say you you know go to your favorite author. Um, and you realize that as you're pulling that title off the shelf, look at all this other incredible stuff that's all around it on the shelf and that you intentionally came in with, for one book, but you're leaving with 10 because you ended up in this perfect area with all the things that you're most interested in. So uh, that's our hope. And I, we believe in it and, and we are seeing a lot of uh, customers really increase their browsing and, and having those uh, spontaneous discoveries is what we like to call them. That's awesome. Um, so as our technical services manager, what are you the most excited for with the addition of the Stevens Ranch Library? Oh, I'm excited about everything. Um, at first, it's just, it's a beautiful building. Every time I look at the pictures, I just can't really believe that we're going to have something so beautiful that we get a call, you know, part of the Deschutes Public Library System. I am very excited about the increase in the collection. Um, it's something that, of course, I've been tracking for a long time and, and certainly felt a certain amount of concern about because it isn't at the industry standard. So I'm really excited to see, you know, additional content for our community coming in. Um, the dynamic shelving that we've talked about is probably my favorite. The, the displays units that we're getting and the, the flow of the collection and the type of shelving, just the, the experience that I've been hopefully um, trying to, to bring us towards for so long looks like it's coming to fruition and I just can't wait for people to see it. Yeah, I can't wait myself. And at, just as a quick caveat, I know some people are not. Um, change can be difficult, and you can still go to any of our kiosks, or you can go talk to one of our staff members, and they can help you find a book, just like with Dewey. So it, it's still easy to find books. Um, it's just it's just a little bit different, but yeah, we were really aware of that, right? So there's two ways that folks typically look for materials. They're either browsers, or they're what we call known item finders, and you do still need to be able to find known items where, you know, I want this specific book. Um, so every single book in our nonfiction collection still has the Dewey number on it, which is that special identifier that gets you to that exact title. Um, you do have to add the Wayfinder label in. Um, so there is the, the uh, 
overarching classification system, which is now Wayfinder, that is a part of that experience first. But you can always get to your known item uh, with you know a little understanding of that Wayfinder system. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited to see more people discover the Wayfinder system and discover our new buildings. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to help explain our floating collection. I feel like it's it's a little known fact about the libraries that it's it's really difficult unless you actually talk to somebody and you knew to ask about the floating collection, you'd have absolutely no idea yeah. um, that it exists. So I think it makes our library system particularly special. It does. And I and just the last thought on that, you know, and I think the the takeaway, a final like wrap up is, you know, we are creating this big new building. And I know that a lot of folks think that it is just for Bend. And I, I'm hoping that people realize that it is for all of Deschutes County, that that collection size because of floating now means that, you know, the East Bend, well, and Sisters and Sun River, they all have now have access to 150,000 additional items, even though their branch only holds 15,000. So um, a huge expansion to all residents across Deschutes County because of the floating system. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Um, I hope this conversation really helps illuminate uh, the benefits of our floating collection and all of the building projects as uh, resulting from the 2020 bond. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music. We'll also be posting this to our YouTube page. So thanks for listening and see you next time.